one of the Midrashim that symbolizes Chag Sukkot is a Midrash that tells us that Am Israel come in front of HaKadosh Mubu together with the other nations Ladin, for judgment. And eventually, Am Israel come out victorious. How do we know they come out victorious? Says the Midrash, the fact that they are picking up the Lulav of Chagasukot after the Judgment Day, after Rosh Hashanah, after Yom Kippur, they're picking up the Lulav. So that shows, that is the sign that Am Israel were victorious at the Judgment with the Umot HaOlam. Rosh Hashanah was about the Judgment between two rivals, Am Israel and Umot HaOlam, and Am Israel came up with their heads upright. But that is something that's very strange because we know in advance that Am Israel would be picking up the Lulav. What's the idea behind such a thing? It's like the candidate, and that's very common, that right after the election, on, uh, on government election, main election, they always come out saying, oh, we won, we won. We all know that the next morning, many times, it turns around and everybody's claiming that they won. When we come out after Rosh Hashanah claiming that we won by the fact that we pick up the Rulav, how is that a sign in any way that we won the judgment? So here I want to take you through a beautiful Gemara that sounds very, very strange. There's a Gemara over here about two Minim, two people that were Minim, and one of them was called Sasson, and one of them was called Simcha, or in the way we call them today, Sasson, and the other one was called Simcha. Simcha. These were two minim. Says the Gemara, Hanutrei Mine, which means there are people that don't believe in the Torah, they are opposed to the Torah, they are Rivals defining the Torah. There were two minim, Chachme Sasson and Chachme Simcha. Amar le Sasson le Simcha, Sasson said, so told Simcha, Anna Dithamina, I am better than you. Why? You think Sasson le Simcha, Yasibu. What first? Sasson, and only then Simcha. So therefore I'm better. You see, he says in the Pasuk that Sasson comes before Simcha. Simcha told him, no, no, no. Amar le Simcha le Sasson, Anna Dithamina, I am better. You see that Simcha comes before Sasson. So now they're starting again with Sukim, Amarle Sasson, the Simcha, Chad Yom HaShakuch, Veshavyuk Favanka. One day they're going to put you up, put you in a sack, and take you uh, on a ride. Dirtiv Kibi Simcha Tetzeu. And the other one told them on the opposite. Simcha, Simcha told Sasson, Chad Yom Shakuch, Maya, one day they're going to pick up, fill you up with water. That's just like it says, So this is like a very strange Gemara, you know, that sounds like uh, something that people, it's play on words, but if it made it to the Gemara, it's got to have over here a real, real meaning, something in depth that has some value that we can learn something from it. And really the Gaoni Vilna, came out to explain over here tremendous things, so so much so that uh, the Mephoshim afterwards said that this was a, a, a tremendous Kiddushim of the Gaon Mephilna over here on this uh, Gemara. But let me tell you something that I saw a little bit, an, an idea, and we expound on it. The 
in the Sefer of uh, Moshe Shapira, he brings down that there's a difference between how you spell Simchai Sasson by the fact that in Simchai you change the letters, you have the, 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 the word Hamisha. Simcha is also Hamisha. Represents the number five. Sasson, when you play with the words, you have to them also Shesh. Six. What's the difference between five and six? Five, by the way, which is Simcha, five is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this world. The Gemara says that the world was created with the letter He, which is five. The Gematria of the, the letter five. Five is He. And the next world was created, I told you, in the letter U. But Shesh, Shesh is something that represents something totally different. And let's try to explain this. Hey, the Gemara says, was made like that as a Dalet, and it has a small yud on the bottom. Dalet represents the four sides of the world. You have all sides, all four sides of the world represents the entire world. And then you have inside it, the small yud. Yud represents the emet of HaKadosh Baruch That's Shem Hashem. Which means, when you have Shem Hashem, it starts by HaKadosh Baruch and spreads to the entire world. And this is what the Gaon Medina said, that the difference between Simcha and Sasson is that it says, Ki besimcha tetzeu, uftasson tevoun. Yotzin besimcha, Vebaim besasson. How the pasuk says? The, the pasuk says, besimcha they come out, and besasson they come back. Let's try to understand what it means. When, when the Torah was given with the presented by a Kadosh Hu, the letter Yud comes out to Arba Uchot Hashemayim, comes out and spreads to the entire world. The number six on, six on the other hand, is six, including up and down, it's about with up and down, coming back to the center. And we'll try to explain that. It's just something that we need to understand very well. There's a difference between how the world was operating throughout history and the way the world is operating today. Throughout history, there was constantly fights between Am Israel and Umot Olam. Throughout generations, since the world was created with Abraham Avinu, Abraham Avinu was fighting the entire world about the belief in a HaKadosh Bohu. And this happened over and over and over throughout generations. Constant fight with the nations. This is something that we need to understand that's extremely important because today the fight has a different face, different look. It has a different nature. Today, not anymore that it's Am Israel that's fighting Umoto Oram and Umoto Oram are fighting Am Israel, which is a fight in ideology. Today, there's no more such, there are such things, but it's already minimized. It became already in the shadow. You don't hear about it so much. Today, the fight has turned into a new face. It has a new look and a new face. 
What is it? Today it's about identity. Not anymore about ideology, it's about identity. If you take a look at something strange throughout the world, people, countries are completely fading the borders. There's no more borders. Now you have to understand, borders define a country, define the nation. If you have borders, you define this is who we are. We are over here with our own rules, with our own law, with the way we behave, with the way we do things. But when you take away borders and you open for all people to come in and go out, you fade that look and there's an intention behind it. If you think that the fact that we have a, right now massive, massive immigration from other countries to uh, to the United States, and it's not only in the United States, same thing happens throughout the world, it happens in Europe and in other places as well, that there's millions of people that are conquering, coming in, if you think that happens without, not un, unplanned, something that's not pre-planned, you're wrong. This was definitely planned, this is intentional, there's a reason behind it. And what is that? That is what we call today the progressive movement. Progressive movement means that you don't have anybody that with identity. The identity is not anymore something that holds ground, which means you can't define anymore a nation. They want to fade away anything that defines a nation. Same thing with religion. There's no more religion. In other words, they don't have a fight with Judaism. They don't have a fight with, with ideologies. With ideologies, but rather it's a fight against the look, the identity of anybody that wants to define himself. Not only that, if you were Jewish, you could be Jew, you could be Christian, you could be Muslim. There's a fight against any identity. So much so that the fight today is not anymore only about religion, not anymore about nations. It's also about gender. There's no way you can define yourself anymore in a gender. You can't tell me that you are who you are because that is something that's already old-fashioned. We, we, we passed that. We, we progressed over that. Anybody can be whatever they want. You can be a man. You can be a woman. You can be both. You can be none. You can be a cat. You can be a dog. You don't have to be anything. You could be spiritual. You could be physical. There's not, everything is acceptable because there's no more identity. And that is something that we can speak about in length, but that definitely explains the fact that today the world is open because there's a complete collapse of identity. And that is basically, if anybody's very interested in the topic, there's a very famous book that was written about this, and it's called The Strange Death of Europe. Anybody, anybody ever heard about this book? Yeah. It's a classic book that explains to you how Europe died already years ago by the fact, what, what's, the, what's the reason, what's the mentality behind the strange death of Europe? They don't have any more identity, they've already lost anything, any proud, any identity, any, any self-respect that they ever had, and because of that, they open the borders to anybody to come in and destroy them, take over, they completely collapse. And this is what happens not only in Europe, but this is also what happens throughout the world. And also happening right now, 
unfortunately, in our own country in America. But this, by the way, they want to do the same thing in Israel. But in Israel, they're holding strong right now. That's, that's basically the fight, the depth of the fight between everything that happens today in Israel. If you really want to go into the depth, this is the fight, the fight between identity, those that hold the Jewish, the Israeli, the Zionist, whatever you want to call it, and those that hold that there's no such things anymore. It's old-fashioned, you could be whatever you want, everything is empty, everything goes, you are all, you are all thinking the wrong way, you're, you're, the, the, the whole system and the whole fight is about these steps. And when we come back to our discussion that we started, I want to tie this beautifully to what this Gemara tells us. This Gemara tells us about two people that were meaning Sasson and Simcha. What Simcha means? Simcha, we said, the Gemara explained it's the letter five. Hey, Simcha is Hamisha when you change the word. And when you do that, it's Dalet, Uchot HaShamayim, with a Yud inside, which means, which means it comes out from Shem HaShem to the outside. What does that mean? That means that the belief that the Jews had the meaning throughout generation took a kadosh buku, took the Torah and changed it to be to be something else. Some did a Quran with it, some did a New Testament with it, and some did other things. But they took a kadosh buku, they took God and they made something else out of it. That was the fight throughout generation. But today the fight is totally different. It's fight is a fight of six. That's the Sasim, Sasim Bevoam, which means they come out from all over the world, not only up and down, which means any essence that you'll have and go inward to the individual and fight the individual. What is that? It comes from outside to the individual. It comes to you personally and tells you you're not who you think you are. And if you think you're a man because you, that's, that's the way your parents told you and that's the way the, the previous generation perceived it, you need to know that you are definitely wrong on the way you think and you have to change it. And if you think you are a Jew or you think you're an American or you think you are a Muslim or you think whoever you think you are, you need to know that these are thoughts, it's against the ideology. And therefore the fight is a fight about the ideology. This is what the Midrash tells us, that Am Yisrael comes after Rosh Hashanah and takes the Lulav. That shows that Am Yisrael won the verdict against Umot Olam. How does that show anything, we ask? And the answer is, is that what the Umat wanted to do throughout generation? Two things. After now, they wanted you to change your religion and become like them. So when we come out after Rosh Hashanah, after Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, and we pick up the Lulav, we show them that we're still holding by who we are. And today, generation, now fight, now uh, war is about identity. When you take that Lulav 
that identifies that you are who you are. Who are you? A Jew. Who are you? A man. A man picks up a ruler. Who are you? It defines exactly who you are. And that is shows that you won the fight against that, that, that new ideology uh, war against Umot Aulam. This comes out to explain the great simcha that we have on on uh, on Sukkot. On Sukkot, there's something that we don't find in other places. Other places, other holidays, we don't have simcha. The Torah doesn't write any simcha on Pesach. Nothing. There's no Besamachtem, nothing. There's no simcha that's written before on Pesach. On Shavuot, you have one simcha, and then on, on uh, Sukkot, you have two simcha. This is how the Mephoshim explained. There's twice that it says simcha in the Torah about Sukkot. Usmachtem, Besamachta, Bechagecha. And therefore, you have over here a double simcha. What does that come to represent? Exactly what we explained before. The simcha of Shavuot is a simcha that we kept the Torah the way it is. Authentic. The way it is. That is the simcha of Shavuot. Which means the simcha of Hamishan. Which means we took Hashem, we didn't spread it out like simcha did in that Gemara. But what happens on Sukkot is something different. That's a double simcha. Not only we kept the Torah, but we kept our identity, which is because it's, it's such a thing is not at all less important. Because if you don't have identity, Torah is meaningless. If you don't know who you are, if you don't understand your importance, and you don't understand where you came from and where you're going and your mission in life, so then the whole idea of Torah doesn't hold, the word doesn't hold at all any meaning. This is the simcha, double simcha that was in Sukkot, and now in this generation it gets a new look. And that I want to finish with explaining something very strange. We found in the Haftarah over and over that we say on Sukkot, the Haftarah of Milchemet Gogumago, we fight in the Goim at the end of uh, of time. And what happens then? What happens then is that the Torah tells us whoever is not going to come to rejoice with a Kadosh Hukun Yerushalayim builds to God. So therefore, not Kadosh is, is going to destroy them. Very strange. The boy is, is, is commended to celebrate Haggah Sukkot. Very, very strange. What does that mean? But the way we explain now has a totally different look. Because Sukkot tell, come to tell, tell you beyond the fact that you have to keep Torah. When the Mashiach comes, which is now, now very close, the world would be about who you are. Even a God is commended to at least understand who he is. You're a man, you're a woman, you, where you come from, where you go, what you are. If you have somebody that has that, you have to talk to, talk to, you have to relate to. But if you don't even have that, a person thinks it's a cat. When you try to explain to the truth, you can't talk to a cat. It's, 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 it's mind-boggling, such a thing. And therefore, at least that is who wants, when you have at least your identity kept, 
we'll be able to talk to you. And this is with the Birkat Ben-Tat Hashem that we should all have Hak Sameach and celebrate this happy uh, uh, holiday, this happy event of Simhat Bet Hashem, this very important Ilan in the great Valas Dinwood of Sephardic Keilah in uh, Philadelphia, Be'ezrat Hashem, that this Keilah should also be celebrating very soon in Yerushalayim. Be'ezrat Hashem, in Yerushalayim, we'll find a place, Be'ezrat Hashem, maybe in Harlov, maybe, but somewhere, I'm sure there's going to be a nice place over there, nicer than the way it is, although it's very, very nice over here, but even nicer than that, believe it or not, in Yerushalayim. Thanks,